we're starting Advent now. So Advent is the season that leads up to the birth of Christ. And it's such a special time as we prepare our hearts and minds and remember what it meant that he was coming. So um, I've called this first Advent message, The Missing Peace. And I think we established a couple of weeks ago um, who was good at puzzles and who was not. And um, no prizes for guessing which category I fell into. But what about the times when you and your family have maybe worked on a puzzle and you've come down to the last piece and it's missing? This one piece missing. Doesn't it just drive you crazy? And instead of giving yourselves a high five for the 999 that you've managed to fit into the puzzle, it's just that one last piece that's missing that frustrates you so much. And sometimes I look at the birth of Jesus the same way, like some giant jigsaw puzzle. For the most part, all the pieces fit, like this piece. The baby, God becomes flesh. I get it. I know why God had to become a man. God wanted a relationship with us to enter into our lives. But even more than that, Jesus had to take on the full penalty of our sin and suffer our punishment and die in our place. To do this, he had to become fully human. I get it. It fits. Or this piece, Bethlehem. Of course, Bethlehem. Micah the prophet said that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem because it was the home of David and the Messiah had to come from David's family line. The piece about the census also fits. Mary and Joseph were living in Nazareth. They had no reason to go to Bethlehem except on the orders of the emperor to be counted for more taxes. The census fits. I know why Mary, pure, faithful, obedient, favored, it fits. I know why Joseph, righteous, understanding, gracious, it fits. Even the deep theological reason Titus gives for the coming of Jesus. And I'm going to read from um, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 14. God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvation's available for everyone. We're being shown how to turn our backs on a godless, indulgent life and how to take on a God-filled, God-honoring life. This new life is starting right now, and it's whetting our appetites for the glorious day when our great Savior, Jesus Christ, appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. You see, it fits. It all fits. Since the foundation of the earth, God has every piece of the puzzle fitting perfectly to bring forth his son in the fullness of time. 999 pieces are already in place. 
it should be time to celebrate. Except there's a hole, isn't there? A missing piece. Luke says in Luke 2, 7, there was no room for them at the inn. If the details of the Bible matter, why include this detail, this piece? Does it fit? Oh, I know why there was no room. Bethlehem was overrun with travelers who had come to register for the census. All the rooms were taken. But if the Lord God Almighty can open up a parking space for me right in front of a shopping center on December the 23rd, and he's done that, trust me, couldn't he have found a space for Jesus? I can't believe this was an oversight of God or that um, somehow God forgot to make a reservation. This event had been planned down to the smallest piece for centuries. No, this piece had to fit. They all, all fit. But how? No room at the inn. Is it just because the poor shepherds, the dregs of society, wouldn't have been allowed in the inn? Is it because the stable is so ordinary? Is it just because the very thought of Jesus without a room is so pitiful it makes for a great nativity scene? No room for them at the inn. Why? I used to think it fitted into the whole humility thing. You know, shepherds, donkey, unwed mother, stable, no crib for a bed. The gospel always turns the world upside down. It always comes as a surprise. The last will be first. The first will be last. To be great, you must become the servant of all. To live, you must die. What greater twist to the gospel to have a king of kings and lord of lords born in a barn. But when I tried to fill the hole with this piece, the shapes didn't quite fit. They just didn't line up. The colors didn't quite blend. It was close, but not quite. Sometimes, I'm told, when you're working on a jigsaw puzzle, I'm told you need to step back, get a different perspective, turn the piece ever so slightly, and then try again. No room at the inn. Can you imagine that night? 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Mary's tired. She's pregnant. Sarah, I hope you're resting well, my darling, while you're listening to this. Not much to eat. It's late. They arrive. Anne Murphy's law goes into effect. It's late. It's cold. They have no room, no family, and they can't call the midwife. Jannikins, that's for you. Neither Mary nor Joseph know anything about birthing a baby. And now she goes into labor. No room. Not for you. Not here. You, Jesus, go away. Go anywhere but here. It starts there. A life of rejection. It doesn't start with Jesus' cry from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It doesn't begin with Peter. I don't know this man. 
doesn't begin with Judas and his betrayal for 30 pieces of silver. It doesn't begin with the Jewish leaders plotting to kill him. The rejection begins here. In Bethlehem, the first day he enters our world, by an innkeeper who had no room for Jesus. Begins there, and it continues today, here, in the hearts of those who still have no room for Jesus. Not you, not here, go away. You're not welcome, not in my life. Rejection. Rejected by the very ones he came to save. Rejected by a world that loves the darkness. Rejected by those who have no room, no time, no need for a savior. Does that fit? Unfortunately, it fits. No room. No room. Strange, but as far as we know, during Jesus' ministry, he was homeless. Had you ever thought about that? Today we can visit the homes of many famous people, but we can't visit the home of Jesus. In fact, when one disciple said he would follow Jesus anywhere, Jesus answered, Foxes have dens to live in, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 20. From the moment he was born, we gave him our very worst. From a stable to a cross. We gave him our worst, yet he exposed himself to the full dangers of this world. From a dirty, drafty stable to a cross. For one reason and one reason only. Not to find himself a home. He didn't need one. Instead, he came to give us a home. He chose the least so we could have the most. He chose the cross so we could have a place at his table, as Jen demonstrated so beautifully this morning. He chose to die so that we would never be left out in the cold. That's the missing piece. We reject him for so many reasons. No room in the inn, no room in my heart, no room in my calendar, no room in my priorities. It's a rejection that leads right to the cross. You, Jesus, must die. And yet, it is Jesus who rejects our rejection and says with amazing grace, In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. John chapter 14 and verses 2 and 3. And those are such special, special verses to me when my brother who'd rejected Jesus all his life was dying of HIV AIDS 
and she gave his life to the Lord before he died. And when he demanded the Bible that we'd given him a few months earlier that he chucked across the room with some words unable to be repeated, gave him his Bible, came in the next morning, and he goes, do you know the Bible? And we, well, not the whole thing, but I'm trying. Did you know this? Okay, so what are you on about? And he quoted this verse to me. Why didn't I tell him that he had a mansion in heaven? Well, actually, I hadn't got that far yet. I'm just trying to get you saved. So special verse. He gave his life to the Lord. He was baptized in a bath in our house two weeks before he went to his mansion. Loving Jesus. Love that verse. If it encourages you, take it. You see, that's the missing piece. The way God had pictured it. The Bible says that you were not made for this world, but you were made for eternity. The Bible calls your earthly body a tent, which will one day be torn down and be replaced with a home that God has made for you. That fits. The picture is complete. Now, what about your picture and mine? Any holes... The picture you had of the perfect family, the perfect job, the perfect life, the perfect Christmas even. What about your picture? Is it complete or is there still one piece missing? Like the jigsaw, you can have 999 pieces in place. For the most part, it looks pretty good. Can't complain much. But it is the whole that reminds us that the picture is not perfect. It's not complete. It's not right. There's that whole. Feel it? It's that one whole, a whole we try to fill with more activities, more money, more pleasure but it can only be filled with this same peace. By this one, the world has rejected, but who has not rejected you. That's the missing piece. Jesus, the rejected one, who comes to you today saying, I know you have no room for me in the inn. You have no room for me in your heart. You have no room for me in your schedule. You have no room for me in your family your work, your future. The only place you made room for me was a cross. But it was for that reason I came, according to the perfect plan of God, to fill that hole in your picture, to erase the guilt from your sin, to remove that fear of death with a promise, I go to prepare a home for you. So that, we, so that where I am, you will also be one day together with me in my Father's house. That's the missing piece in the picture, your picture and mine. So amen. And thank you, Jesus. And as we go into our groups and as um, we will come off the YouTube for you to go onto the Zoom into your breakout rooms, because we're talking about that whole, 
that missing piece, we're going to put some donuts on your table to eat and enjoy while you are going through this so that you can have a think about the whole that you're missing. So enjoy that. And as they're getting ready for the holes, sorry, I'm going to. As um, they're getting ready, I'm going to read out the questions for you. So the first question for discussion around your tables or on the Zoom, what stood out most for you from this message? And then the second one, have you ever felt rejected? Can you share and ask people to pray for you if the wound is still raw? And where do you find it difficult to make room for Jesus? We all do, don't we? I know for me, he's not always my first thought waking up or my last thought going to bed. And sometimes he's not my thought in the middle of the day when he should be. So we all need to make that room to fill that hole, to have him with us. And then the last one, do you have a hole, a missing piece in your life right now? Can you share and ask people to pray for you? So enjoy the donuts and enjoy the discussions. And thank you those that have been on YouTube with us. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. God bless.